Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small, a podcast about brand development, entrepreneurship, and innovation in the modern world. In this episode, I'm joined by Jen Ross of Swoon, a tasty and delicious healthier alternative to the lemonades and iced teas that you grew up with. The new Barbie movie just came out the day of this episode's release date, and Jen had the opportunity to collab with Barbie on a delicious pink lemonade swoon drink. Make sure to check it out. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Starting Small. Today, I'm joined by Jen Ross of Swoon. Jen, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'd like to start out with your upbringing. Um, Where did you grow up, and what would you say your childhood was like? So I grew up in New York City in Manhattan, so right dead in the center of the city. Mm -hmm. So definitely wasn't your, like, quote-unquote, typical, you know, growing up or high school experience. It wasn't, you know going to, you know, football games on Friday nights and and things like that. Like our backyard, we had no backyard. Our backyard was Central Park. Yeah. Um, so it was just very, very different, but was all I knew and all I know. So I still live in New York. So really know the city very, very well. And mm. again, I think it, you know, it's taught me a lot and probably why I've made a lot of the decisions and why I want to start a company based in New York. Yep. I'm curious, what were some of your aspirations growing up, especially as a kid in New York? um, What was your lifestyle like with your family? Were you an entrepreneur, aspiring entrepreneur at that time? What was that like? Yeah. So, you know, I think I always had that like entrepreneurial bug in me. My sister and I would have lemonade stands like on our street corner on like 94th and 3rd. You know, (laughs) we would make like we I I also have this like vivid memory of like making these like plastic flowers and like trying to sell them along with the lemonade or, you know, homemade holiday and note cards that we would sell. Um, So it definitely was something, you know, always kind of doing something like that. Even when my family would get together, you know, my sister and I would put on shows or, you know, with family friends and charge, you know, 25 cents admissions for people to see. <laughs> Amazing. So it was always kind of something, creating something um, and, and selling it and, and just, you know, having that entrepreneurial bug. And, and but again, yeah. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a firefighter at some point, you know, yeah. who knows? for sure. So I said I saw you went on to study at Dartmouth College. Um, what kind of intrigued you to go there? And also, what did you study? Yeah. So, you know, again, coming from New York, I any school was going to be bigger than basically the school I went to. You know, my graduating class was 50 girls. It was all girls. So Dartmouth Mm. is a class of 1100. So even though that feels small to some people, it was really big in in my mind. And, you know, again, I loved growing up in New York and thought that it's ultimately where I would end up, but Mm. really wanted a different experience. Dartmouth is in Hanover, New Hampshire. So it's definitely on the rural side of things and just yeah. thought it would be great to do something so different for four years. Mm. And uh, what was your experience like there along with studies, academics? What were you studying? And did you get into clubs, anything like that with your time? Yeah. So Dartmouth is a liberal arts school, so it's all liberal arts majors. I always knew I wanted to do something in business, but yeah. they didn't have, you know, a business kind of major that you could you could take. Now they do offer some classes that you can take sort of in the business school. Mm-hmm. But I really wanted to just take something that I was interested in and really kind of teaching you more how to think than necessarily using teaching you accounting or, you know, things that you were going to use in, or, or marketing or things like that. So I was a government mm-hmm. major. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just, again, found those classes very interesting, took also classes in, um, you know, 
across the board outside of my major as well is there was a geography class kind of looking at like the geopolitical systems and how things look like that mm. um, work there. So again, really just wanted to kind of get my feet wet into a, a lot of things sure. and not so focused on like, oh, how is this going to help me with a career? Mm. I'd love to hear following graduation, what you got into, you have kind of an uh, interesting background, Goldman Sachs, and before like Harvard Business School, and then also your entrepreneurial pursuits, what did you end up doing for work and kind of exploring? Yeah, so after college, I definitely went the more traditional route. I went to Goldman Sachs in the real estate um, private equity group. So in the merchant bank there, it was 2008. So it was an interesting time to really be kind of in any job, but to be at a bank and particularly to be in real estate, but Mm. it was a very good experience. You know, I had really learned a lot of great kind of foundations that I still use with me today on, you know, the finance, the Excel, just communication style, how to work in a large organization, um, how to present things, things like that. However, I ultimately felt like I wanted to be in a place that was more entrepreneurial, that wasn't so big. You know, I felt like if I was, you know, again, I found real estate to be interesting, but I wanted to do something else. So I think as much as I took away a lot of learnings and things that I was good at, it also helped me understand things that I didn't necessarily want to do or wanted in a company. Certainly. Uh, leading on to there, you went on to then go to business school. I'm curious, what led yeah. this? Was it kind of like 2008? I know that how that time was. What led that decision? Yeah. So, you know, after Goldman, I ended up actually going to a startup, but it was called FanVision. It was in the like sports entertainment space. You know, mm-hmm. it was before stadiums had Wi-Fi, before you could, you know, get a cell, cell signal and check out all, you know, all of, you know, fantasy updates and things like that out of town games. So it was mm-hmm. selling in sort of a product that you could use. It had already been working in NASCAR and Formula One and golf, but working to selling it into other sports. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's really where I decided I really liked this idea of creating, coming up with the product, selling it in, figuring out sort of how to operationalize it, everything touching from the operating side to the marketing side to the sales side. So again, that's really when I was like, oh, this is something that I find really interesting. It wasn't necessarily that I was super interested or saying I could only be in like sports entertainment, but I liked this idea of growing a concept um, really from like beginning, middle and end. So from there, I then went to business school and that's then really where I I met my partner, Christina, and kind of the genesis of Swoon of Zero Sugar Beverages for us Mm. was born. Hey, I hope you guys are enjoying this episode so far around Jen's entrepreneurial journey. I'd like to pause and say thank you to our mid-break sponsor, Magic Mind. If you guys remember last week, I've been drinking Magic Mind for a little over a week and a half now. And they're these little green shots that not only taste great, but they enhance your mood, focus, and productivity. Why is that? Well, they have functional ingredients like ashwagandha, matcha, lion's mane. And as someone like myself, I'm always trying to find ways to increase my bandwidth and maximize my output without just having a massive caffeine intake. So if you're like me and you are looking for continued ways to cut down that coffee or caffeine intake, I highly recommend Magic Mind. It's a healthier alternative towards increasing that energy level while maintaining that focus without getting any jitters. I'm so glad I found Magic Mind and I hope you guys will enjoy it as well. So please make sure to check out Magic Mind. Use code STARTINGSMALL20 to save 20% off your purchase. And another special code that the team created for me, you get 56% off only for 10 days if you hurry up the subscription in the next 10 days by clicking the link in this description. 
But remember, code STARTINGSMALL20 for 20% off your purchase. The link will be in this description, and I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I would love to hear when this ideation uh, came about. Was it during school, post-school? Because I know you guys launched officially in 2020. So when did this start and what, yeah. what was the inspiration? So we actually started before we launched Swoon. It was a line of cocktail mixers. It was like the height yeah. of skinny girl uh, and craft cocktails. And it was like, wait a second. Why am I and all my friends going to the bar and ordering a vodka soda with 10 limes? Yeah. And, you know, what vodka sodas don't taste good. Why can't you have something that tastes great and is zero sugar and is all natural. Mm. So that was really kind of how we got our feet wet in, in this space, learned about what it took to actually make a beverage, to sell a beverage, how to market a beverage. And it was really kind of from there that we really kind of led us into the idea of Swoon. Mm. We, from our cocktail mixers, we then worked for many years on the R&D of a monk fruit-based simple syrup. Mm. Um, simple syrup is just water and sugar. Yeah. And that is what makes the majority of cocktails. And so we had gotten feedback from bartenders, from chefs saying like, if you could make a zero sugar, simple syrup, a monk fruit based simple syrup that tastes, feels like sugar, has that like mouthfeel to it, yeah. we'd use it. And so we worked on that and you obviously can't taste people on syrup on a simple syrup. Yeah. So we would make lemonade. We would do use water, swoon syrup and freshly squeezed lemons wow. and would taste people on that. And then actually some restaurants and kind of grocery stores in New York started putting it on tap and mm. people were like, this is amazing. Where can you, can you bottle this? Can you can it? Like I want this um, at home. And that really was like this kind of really kind of like the genesis of swoon which is our line of zero sugar lemonades and iced teas and mm. for us it's really important i'm a type 1 diabetic so yeah. i was diagnosed when i was six so that's always been in the background i've had every like zero sugar drink out there yeah. um, but as i got older you know really realized just how bad sugar is for everyone yeah over 50 percent of americans are pre-diabetic or diabetic and really a direct result of diet and exercise and mm. diet being consuming excess sugar mm. and so that was, you know, wanting to make a big difference, um, helping people reduce their sugar consumption. And then we kind of found this like need, like, oh, on this lemon in the lemonade space, like people want this, you know, yeah. people want the product that we've made. There really hasn't been a ton of innovation in it in a long time. Got it. Amazing. So I'm curious, what was like that prototyping process like for you and your co-founder? Was it literally you two formulating these drinks? What was that like? So we first like went to Whole Foods and tried to make it ourselves. And that is definitely not how beverages are made, especially <laughs> sugar ones. Yeah. Um, so it was then working really with food scientists and people that understand the R&D process, telling them what we're looking for, going into like the lab, tasting them, sharing mm. them with our, you know, family and friends and just like getting immediate feedback. Mm. Um, you know, our first label was done on like 99 designs that you, you know, put a brief up there and pay, you know, the winner $99. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of, you know, and having product out at a party, seeing like, would people want this? Or are people just going to go have it um, type of thing? And then really kind of continuing to evolve from there. Mm -hmm. Got it. Once Swoon officially launched as Swoon the brand in 2020, then what, yeah. what flavors did you launch with? What was that line like? So we launched with our classic lemonade, our mm. pink lemonade and half and half, like an Arnold Palmer. Yeah. And, you know, it that launch really was online and us kind of taking it up and down the street to the bodegas in New York, seeing if places would take it and just like kind of 
you know, getting reception. Mm. We then really launched into retail um, in 2021. Mm. So in those early year, years, you immediately launched online D2C? It, exactly, yes. So what, what was the, that? did you have a co-packer and also where do you do distribution? How, how did that work? Yeah, so we had a co-packer. Um, you know, at the time when we launched, there was definitely, you know, can, can supply, like actually aluminum can supply um, was limited, getting capacity mm. at co-packers was limited. So it was figuring all, you know, all of that out. And I think, you know, the thing is, as you scale, it's also kind of scaling with your partners and, and ones, you know, kind of reaching the next stage where you're, where you need more capacity, where yeah. your output, you know, your volume is bigger than where it obviously started. Mm. So I'm really curious with, especially like a no sugar beverage, how do you market, especially direct to consumer? What, what did you find that works best for you guys, especially at launch and today as well uh, for convincing new customers? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really kind of like, what is that messaging that's resonating with customers? Like the healthier lemonade, the healthier iced tea, zero yeah. sugar, sugar-free. I think, you know, the hard thing with that is then people assume it doesn't taste good yeah. or they assume it's artificial. So we don't use any artificial ingredients. So it's mm. then figuring out like, how do we have the messaging? How do we have our visuals to match to give, you know, let people know like this is actually going to taste good, but it, and it isn't artificial. Yeah, uh, it's not full of sugar. So it is that like really constant back and forth feedback of like putting stuff out there, seeing what works, tweaking to it, seeing what people are searching for, and reacting. Mm. Yeah, taking that feedback, and I'm curious, what is the main demographic for Swoon? If you can depict that, it definitely is. It's like the female, like Gen Zennials, I should say. So, yeah. you know, the millennial mom, however, you know, it definitely is, doesn't skew as female as people would think. I think now a lot of people are looking, men and women are looking for healthier options. Mm. You know, our goddess, we're not saying like, take sugar completely out of your diet. We're just saying, you don't need to drink it. Yeah, Like you don't need to drink a Snickers bar worth of sugar in one cup. Yeah, And so a lot of people across age ranges, um, across demographics are looking for that. So kind mm -hmm. of really uh, we're targeting the people that have like opted into that zero sugar, you know, diet. For sure. Yeah. Just as like a personal endorsement, I, I tried the Well, I tried the variety pack and it's if I didn't know or there was no label on zero sugar, like I probably wouldn't know. It was amazing. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And yeah. that's our point. Again, it's sort of we want to taste great. And it's like, oh, and it's no sugar. For sure. Yeah, I love that. I, I would li like to dive into this new collaboration with like the Barbie can. That's yeah. that's amazing, especially you guys just launched a, a few years ago. How did that come about? You know, so last year we did a collaboration with um, Emma Chamberlain and Chamberlain Coffee for mm. a matcha lemonade that we launched together last summer. And, you know, from there, we're like, what can we do to top this? And it was right sort of at the beginnings of like all that like Barbie, like fervor, like Barbie core. It was, you know, the images of the movie had just been coming out. We're like, oh, my gosh, how amazing would it be to work with Barbie? You yeah. know, Christine and I grew up playing with Barbie. But <laughs> I think, you know, the, the whole idea is like Barbie's evolved over time. And yeah. it's this idea of kind of taking the classics and making them better, which is what we feel like we're doing with the lemonades and iced teas. So we, you know, scoured our networks, got, you know, an outreach to Mattel, really pitched that, just pitched them on the idea. I mean, we were like, oh my gosh, why would they ever want to work with us yeah. type of thing? But, you know, they really 
want to work with brands that are aligned on their mission, aligned on their values, being a female founded company, women owned business Mm -hmm. really aligns with Barbie. And so again, it was our persistency and then really kind of laying out like what this could look like is what I think got them over the edge. That's amazing. What did uh, the formulation of that drink look like? Did you guys present the pink lemonade or did you partner and give tasting with them? So we, it was, it's actually our core kind of pink lemonade. Got it. And so we ended up just like rebranding it to Got be it. A Barbie pink lemonade. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Well, I like to kind of wrap up each episode with this. If you can share one piece of advice with an aspiring entrepreneur, uh, maybe something you've learned or regret, what would that be? I think listen to your customers. Uh, I think, you know, you can have an idea and be like so heads down and like focus and think it's great. And it probably is, but listen to your customers, listen to what they're saying, because that's how you're going to make the best tweaks to the product. Like what Mm. you want with is typically not what you're going to end with. And I think you can spend a long time spinning your wheels on just trying to push something. Whereas if you're actually listening to the feedback and incorporating feedback, you will make the changes quicker. You'll make the product better and you'll make the business grow. Mm. For sure. Amazing. Well, Jen, thank you so much for joining me. And to the listeners out there, make sure to check out Swoon at tasteswoon.com. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Starting Small. If you would, leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Also, follow Starting Small on social platforms and make sure to subscribe to our email so you don't miss anything on Starting Small Summit, more podcast episodes, or our online blog. You can find that link in this description.